I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're listening to this podcast, you're most probably listening through a pair of headphones, which means I have the perfect sponsor with the perfect product for you. It's Studio, and they want to revolutionize the way people see headphones. Generally, fashionable headphones tend to lack proper sound quality, and the high-tech ones are bulky and not design-orientated. Studio bridges that gap while emphasizing sleek, modern Scandinavian design. To get a 15% discount on any of their wares, go to studiosweden.com, which is spelled S-U-D-I-O Sweden.com, and simply put in the code DTD when purchasing a pair of headphones. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. This is Dr. Nicola Hedlam here. I'm a third time caller in and half of the Academic Archers Organising Committee. I don't know if this is allowed, but we are very keen for Dumpty Dummers to join us at Academic Archers 2018, as you are the most knowledgeable and rudest corner of the Archers fandom. And we would rather have real fans with us at the British Library on the 17th of February. So if you sign up on Eventbrite with the code Dumpty Dum, all lowercase, all one word, there's a 15% discount in it for you. Okay, (laughs) bye! This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I am the calm, well-chaired village meeting that is Robert Wilson, and with me I have the wicker man witch hunt that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of the Aldridge apocalypse is you. This week's Dumpty Dum is from Dr Nicola Hedlum. Don't forget, it's Archer's Academics weekend coming up very soon. Lucy, if someone wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or try and pretend you're happy that your grandchild will be emerging from the womb of a Bulgarian fruit picker, then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Um, thank you to Cosmo for his podcast, Roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton and I think now Glyn Fuller Love also for his character counts and Derek Flo in the back bedroom. Uh, Derek has been to Home Farm to offer Brian his support. Derek is no stranger to accusations of water contamination as Auntie Cardboard still blames him for giving her rubber duck chlamydia. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it's really hard to pass it on with only a cloaca (laughs) uh, to uh, gain entrance. Anyway, on this week's episode, I do know a little bit about birds, but only the feather variety. On this week's episode, we hear views from Auntie Jean, Shiloh Pitt... Glyn Fallalove, uh, Claire Asprey, KJ, and Jane. But first, before the calls, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. This Week in Ambridge was sponsored by a lovely cup of tea. I don't know what was going on, as it was hardly a slow week storyline-wise, but my God, it was like a public information statement on behalf of the Afternoon Tea Marketing Board. No one had coffee, everyone had tea in a pot, and they all talked about it all the time. 
Josh interrupted an entire family meeting about the future of the farm to say what a lovely bit of Dundee cake he was eating. David asked Ruth to sling him the teapot. And Adam and Ian, a couple who have no problem talking about wanking into a yoghurt pot in front of their entire family, went oddly formal over the teapot at home farm. Ian said, shall I leave you to put the milk and sugar in? And Adam answered, no problem. Is this how families talk to each other? If it is, then mine is definitely doing it wrong. We just stand in the kitchen and shout, tea! Over the noise of the kettle whistling. And however many yeses you get, that's how many mugs you get out. There's none of this, oh yes, please, thank you, no problem. In between the endless cups of tea, we had Emma Grundy who believes in striking while the iron is hot. It's a Sunday afternoon, everyone's having a day off, but if Emma wants answers, then off she goes. She trapped Brian in the back of the Range Rover and shone a light in his eyes while she shouted at him about the TCP. I don't know, whimpered Brian. I'm just a poor multimillionaire, unscrupulous landowner. I'm not used to being questioned by women. They normally let me do what I like. Would you like a kitchen? Luckily, Will Grundy was there to protect little Bri Bri. She doesn't know the right way to go about things, said Will to Nick later. She doesn't do what I do, have my tongue wedged so far up Brian's backside you can see it when he yawns. <laughs> According to the Aldridges, David has a head on his shoulders and his toes in the fire. That sounds really painful and a bit thick, to be honest. <laughs> Just move back a bit, David. That should fix it. We are beginning the run-up to Lent. The run up to what now, you ask? Honestly, the only place that makes more of a fuss about Lent than Ambridge is Vatican City. <laughs> Jill updated the family on it over at Brookfield. Now, before I get over to the parish council meeting, I've made a cake, there's tea in the pot, I've washed Joshie's car, changed the sheets, gone over the silage clamp with a bit of brasso and lagged the loft. This year's Lent appeal is about modern slavery, by the way, which is good as I can do with the extra money. I'll be back at ten to brush your teeth. Ambridge sharpened its pitchforks to shout at Brian at the parish council meeting. A furious bunch of villagers, revved up by Krusty, were concerned about the TCP in their drinking water. They had a vote, but as all Ambridge residents now have three arms and 18 fingers apiece, the show of hands got really difficult. Krusty was on fine, impassioned, melodramatic, and in completely illogical form. Every time anyone got up to speak that wasn't, well, Kirsty, she muttered, Huh, another farmer! Yes, Kirsty, another farmer. If you don't like farmers, go and live on that estate the Grundys had such a nice time on. Honestly, what does she think mm -hmm. would happen if we didn't have farmers? A massive safari park full of otters and foxes gambling about. Peregrine <laughs> falcons cooing in the trees while vegan badgers knit scarves for the lambs. David is still not coming to terms with Toby. I can't see Toby maturing into an Ed, he said cynically. Blimey, we're now holding ex-crackhead bankrupt with anger issues Ed Grundy as a role model. Gob on legs Archer, squire of the bull, let it slip that Elizabeth knew about the Toblerone before anyone else, so that's going to go down like a cup of goat's milk kefir. You've left your pint, Dave, said Kenton. Alice, Alice, leave it. It's not yours. Let it go. Let it, leave it, go. Pat is training to work with vulnerable adults. She says it's to help with the homeless shelter, but to be honest, I think it'll be hugely valuable just to cope with life at Bridge Farm. Mm -hmm. uh, we had automatic writing from Kate and Debbie. It's an unusual way to run a board meeting, I have to say. Tap once for yes and twice for no. Next week, Derek Cora <laughs> will be doing the accounts. And in a hideous development that I bloody predicted, the phenomenally distasteful goat milking malarkey has got even worse. Susan watched Linda milk Linda the goat for a bit in her lunch hour and then said, Can I have a go? Yes, of course, said Linda. Just get on all fours over there and I'll be with you in a minute. Good God, what is going on? The end. Oh, oh I didn't even get that image when I was listening to this. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I cannot carry on. I, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dumb to Dumb. It's been the shortest in history, but I am going to flush my... Head out with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Bleach your retinas. Oh. How many teats? How many teats does <laughs> does a goat have? Two. I think it has two. I think it has two, doesn't it? <laughs> I have to say that when I was listening to that episode, and I've listened about four times. Anyway, can I just say what an unexpected pleasure it is to speak to you tonight? What? Oh, there we are. I said what an unexpected pleasure it is to speak to you tonight. Ah, yes. I unscheduled delight that it is we need to we need to explain this it's been a bit of a week in dumpty dum corner for mm -hmm. all of us uh my other half uh, got rushed into hospital and has an abdominal abscess and I is now no um mm -hmm. is now out 
but in the meantime, all the children have also been ill. Even the dog is on antibiotics because he's managed to get an infected willy. God knows how. Um, so, <laughs> Nothing to do with me. In between the vet and the A&E and the um, surgical ward, I've not been doing a lot else, really. And poor Royfield has had his flat that he rents out turned over um, uh, by courtesy of his Airbnb guests who completely trashed it and have cost him thousands of pounds worth of damage and the police were called and everything so it's all been hideous robert so far is the only one of us unscathed so the curse yeah. of dumpty dum has passed on clearly it's done I us too like... and left you i feel like so I've... Well, far she says i've, I've yet lady. to hear from the scottish constabulary about my drive down from glencoe because ah, you thought hear. you get you got flashed didn't you well i didn't get flashed because it was daytime um ah. uh, but it, it, in Scotland, they have those vans on the bridges. Because uh. I think there's only one speed camera in Scotland, and it follows you around <laughs> in the Highlands and on motorways. So they have that kind of thing. So, um, so you can't and tell it's, whether it's, it's trained on your number plate every time you come in or go out of the country. He's here, yes. quick! <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a well-known haggis warrior. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. But anyway, less less of. Um, Horrible animals that. That, that 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 live in fields, i.e. goats and haggises. Um, it's been a it's been a what kind of how would you describe this week in Ambridge, apart from you know that three hour three hour to write uh, monologue you've done? It's been it's almost like it's cut do, do the words cut and paste mean anything to you? As in we've had usual jigsaw pieces from from a whole year slotted into one episode don't you think there's been the annual shouty meeting mm. yeah there's been Kirsty's annual visit to a hide which involves some kind of yeah um tentative yeah meeting with a new with bloke or whatever mr philip love interest yes yeah uh what else has there been there's been oh, the Ed and Will confrontation that we've been waiting for for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. The annual uh, mention of Radio Borsetshire. Yeah, and the Westbury Courier as well. Oh, the West. Let's not forget the Westbury Courier. I'm not even <laughs> sure where, where Westbury is. <laughs> I think it is made up. No. <laughs> You're yanking what I like to call my chain. I don't think it's a real thing. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I tell you what, I, I enjoyed the meeting because I, I had a, a double fast listen, as in I was listening oh, well, to the podcast. There were two meetings, weren't there? There was the silly old, there was the seance with Debbie and Kate, oh, yes. where neither of them were there. Says, She's tapping. I can hear her. <laughs> the Skype She's writing. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Just say. She's on the. She's on. She's. They're recording. One of them's recording casually in Holby City, and the other one's on the West End stage. So neither of them can be there. So let's just crack on without them. And we've um, had thirty-nine people in this month, so we can't. Yeah, exactly. To we pay haven't got else. room for anyone else. And and then we had the parish council meeting as well, which is always a good opportunity for a shout. Can I recommend that you listen back to the parish council meeting on double speed on on the podcast because it's hilarious. <laughs> 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 I always like listening to the the rhubarb 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 people in the background. Oh right, yeah. And we hear what they're actually saying. And there's one woman that just repeats the last three words that someone else has said. <laughs> she and clearly she thinks that it's not rather, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be just sort of in, it's so indistinct you can't hear it. But unfortunately, she's quite close to the microphone, so you can. <laughs> but anyway, it, it, the whole thing made me laugh a lot. As well as David's completely appalling chairing. I mean, it just got, it, it was like, it was like the chair of the student union trying to sort of monitor Hamas or something. It just got completely out of hand really quickly. Ah. <sighs> I've got a meeting coming up on Wednesday. I have a feeling, it, it, not a work meeting, a, a, an outside organisation meeting, I have a feeling it might go that way. Oh, really? Yeah, it depends. Oh. It depends. I don't know. I just... Anyway, <clears throat> there we are. And, and the other thing that... Well, not the other thing that annoyed me. I mean, it's, there's much, much more that annoys me, as you know. <laughs> but um, what the flipping heck has it got to do with David Archer... Who his daughter told was was pregnant first. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. You've got to tell someone first. Yes. And in most cases, it's not your your parents. No. It's usually the father. Yep. Or the 
or the or child support off, agency. Someone from a short list of people who the may DSSS have been the father. Or whatever. Yeah. Ian Duncan Smith. <laughs> child or, support agency. In charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, straight on the phone to Durex or something like that. Yeah. 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 That was... But, d- 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 <sighs> and then he I would expect know, Liz to come straight to him and say... Lizzie to come straight to him and say, Oh, uh, Pip's told me that she's up the duff. Uh, and mm. I just thought I should tell you. Uh, completely yeah. Uh, yeah. off. No, no. Mm. Breaking no. confidences and everything. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Duff. Yep. But, I mean, I guess it is like him, isn't it? It is very like him. And the more things that he feels, when when situations feel as if they're moving out of his control, he just, he does... He does have form for doing this, for sort of saying, well, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? For, you know, he's done it lots of times before. Hmm. Was, it, was it someone last week, maybe, or, or was it on the Twitter uh, feed, said that just the, 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 that whole family is that they overshare everything and yeah. everyone needs to know everything and uh, you know, within a second of when it's happened. And it's so claustrophobic and stultifying. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, I I really couldn't yeah. stand that. But I'm yeah. Anyway, uh, and by the way, yeah, who uses a bloody teapot? As you said in Me. your monologue, do you? I do. Yes, oh. and my mother does. Okay, I'm and obviously not does. as middle so class as I'd like to think. Yeah. <laughs> I mainly There's drink something coffee. very comforting about a teapot. But my goodness, they didn't have... I was thinking, yes, 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 I don't care about the Dundee cake. Can we get to the fucking point, please? <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have got a monologue to write. <sighs> <laughs> Maybe we, we, we should be sent an abridged version with just the points they want us to put in the monologue. Yeah. <laughs> Will that be easier? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I don't know. Less bullshit about the, the weather and how everyone's feeling and whether or not they'd like a nice cup of tea and, hmm. you know, wh- whether there were any flipping ducks, which sort of ducks crusty scene. I don't care. Get on with it. <laughs> she was Stop hoping Philip. to see a snipe. She was. Susan's a bit of a snipe, though, isn't she? And actually, <laughs> so was Linda this week. That was a bit, that was a bit off, don't you think? Yeah. And it was, Linda's more subtle than that normally. Yeah. Did you notice when I mentioned Linda's name, I did a Linda Snell sniff, but yes. <laughs> totally, totally Freudianly, if that's a word. word. Right, we'd, we'd better crack on, hadn't we? I think actually the reason that Lillian, that uh, Linda was a little bit sniffy, haha, with mm-hmm. uh, with with Susan was because Susan actually got completely rave reviews in Blythe Spirit, didn't yes. she? Yeah. From the Westbury Courier and Tristan Tristan Armpit or whatever he's called. So, um. I I think probably she does see Susan as her proper Threat. kind of dramatic rival. Uh, but Susan's just a natural and Linda's all sort of, she's all effect and no kind of feeling, isn't she? Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about that. Deconstructing, my God, how this is all very intertextual. Deconstructing the attitude of an actor playing an actor. Deconstructing their acting skill. Woo! It's anyway, all got far too much. Carry meta. on. Right. It has. Shall let's we... do the caller in of us. Yeah, let's. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who do we have up first? I think we have Auntie Jean, but you've got the list, so you decide. <laughs> <laughs> it's Auntie oh, Jean. Auntie Jean. Auntie Jean said well, she gabbled a bit, so we have to we have to pay attention. All right. Right, pin your luggles back. Here comes Auntie Jean. Hello, it's Auntie Jean here. I've been away for a bit, but I'm back now, and here is my little take on the archers recently. First of all, point of order. A couple of weeks ago, Piggy said to Nolly, would she like to stay for lunch? And she said, we're only having cheese and soup. And I thought, cheese and soup? Who has cheese and soup for lunch? <laughs> I mean, there might have been crackers involved somewhere, but she didn't mention them. So that's a bit <laughs> odd if you ask me. Right. Onwards and upwards. Jenny, awful snob about Lexi in the baby world. Did we think she was ever going to be anything else? And to think we've got decades of this storyline to go, lucky us. I mean, yep. decades. <laughs> uh, Neil. I think Neil has cancer. Because he's too ill and too tired all the time. Oh, God. But I forbid them to kill him off. Because can you imagine Susan as a widow? Nightmare. As for Brian, I predict that he will do not do his porridge. Because I don't think he'll get a prison sentence. He's 
sentence. He might get a suspended sentence, but he'll get a very hefty fine. And then what we have to do is A, sell the Albion along with the farmhouse, or B, sell his part of Home Farm Partnership, and the only person who can afford it is, wait for it, Justin <gasps> Elliott. <gasps> so that's my oh. predictions. Um, can't really, can't really think of anything else to say at the moment, except thank you once again for everything you do. Very much enjoying it, as always. Speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Oh, that wasn't rambly at all. Auntie Jean, with these predictions, you are spoiling us. I know. Brian to sell home farm to Justin. Oh my God. My mm. goodness. <laughs> well, I would. I don't want Neil I... to die, though. Can we not have Neil dying? I don't like that. Yeah, I, 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 I second or third that or fourth that or whatever. No, no, no he's just got a, a heavy cold. I. Yeah. Now Jennifer's yes. the one that's ti- been tired, but they can't yes. pile. More misery on misery on the Aldriches, no. can they? Of course they can't. They can. turn... The Aldriches <laughs> have got away scot-free for ages. It's about time it all caught up with them. Yes, oh. no, I, do. I, do, I know what you mean about the cheese and the cheese and soup. I had visions of a really, really watery fondue. Just <laughs> with sort of bits of <laughs> crust floating around in it. Yuck. I'll have um, you know, that as a, a, one of my favourite... When I'm poorly, um, mm. I usually have uh, tomato soup. A very famous tomato soup, but yeah. not, an, not an Andy Warhol type, but, you know, another one. And uh, or maybe Heinz tomato soup can sponsor Dumpty Dum, I don't know. But anyway, I have yeah. Heinz tomato soup with white toast and butter on it, and then cheese on that toast. And I dunk the cheese, the, the unmelted cheese and toast into the soup and eat it that way. What's wrong with that? Well, that's basically a deconstructed pizza, isn't it, really? <laughs> There's always someone with a smart ass answer on Dumpty Dum, isn't there? Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's you. Often it's Royfield. Royfield's too depressed to be a smart ass this week. Oh, no. Um, I know. Should we do Shiloh Pitt? Go on. I'm very glad we got a famous listener. Shiloh Pitt, yeah, you've got to be very careful saying that. Hello, Lucy and Royfield. (laughs) This is Shiloh Pitt here. I was just wondering if it's medically possible for Lexi to think she's been impregnated by a donated egg fertilised by Adam's sperm, only for that egg to terminate. Meanwhile, she could actually be naturally pregnant by Roy. This Mm. could be a ticking time bomb for a future storyline in years (laughs) to come. I may be barking up the wrong tree, so I'm prepared to be shot down in flames by anyone with more gynecological knowledge than me. What do you think? <laughs> Bye. Well, I'm not. I'm not one to get <laughs> gynecological. Well, that's not true, is it? Um, I, th- I, d- I think they check, don't they? Che- oh, well, he said yes. right. Uh, what's the word? Implanted. So you have the implanted ovum or implanted mm-hmm. uh, zygote or whatever the technical term is and then th- that is rejected in some way in the meantime Roy and Lexi are at it but I thought you weren't allowed to do the do while you were while it was all going on but afterwards I mean if Roy finds out he's not allowed to get his end away for nine months I mean, I think you'd be just, oh, no, 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 justifiably... No, 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 I think, like, for the first, like, three weeks or something, you have to just sit still and let everything take. Is that true in I real life? Say... When you're... When you're... <laughs> you have to do a headstand for the whole day after... <laughs> um, I have to say that Shiloh Pitt has the most sinister delivery... I know! <laughs> to talking about implanting eggs. Well, I think... Uh, Monsieur Pitt, that our lack of gynecological knowledge is about as enormous as yours, and we have no idea, so let's not guess. But uh, it's it would be much too convenient for that to happen. But I am I'm willing to put money on on Lexi getting pregnant with Roy's baby before there's a, an implanting of a. No, because then. It... Because then what? Well, then, you know, there'd be a thing, well, should she get rid of it? And of course she shouldn't, or he won't want her to. Oh, no. Give over. No, no. that's not going to happen. 
bet you a tenner it doesn't happen. I can't afford... Yeah, all right, then I bet you a tenner. I bet you a packet okay. of fags. What? <laughs> I, was, I, I was smoking again at the weekend. It's a good job my father doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I had, I had a roll-up. I yes. had... Because I, I went out on the works drinks too. I, uh, so I had a roll-up. I had uh, a, a normal cigarette. And then a, a colleague of mine gave me some little Spanish cheroot-type things. Uh, I had a couple of those. and I, that's, the, that's the nicotine version of mixing your drinks, isn't it, really? <laughs> it is. And I think I've still got a certain timbre to the old uh, voice here. The, uh, the dulcets. <clears throat> right. But anyway. It's phlegm. It's not tamper. <laughs> Shall we have Glyn full of love? Oh, why not? Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Glyn here. Ew. Hope everyone has had a good start to 2018 in Dumpty Dum land. Obviously not. Uh, at work, it's been busier than um, the Brookfield lambing shed at peak sheep sprogging. So it's uh, been, uh, been distracted from getting in touch before now. But earlier this week, somebody asked me who I found the most irritating character on The Archers. And at that point, my mind went a bit blank. But later on that evening, it was Tuesday, um, the answer came through in spades. It was Josh, or it is Josh. Josh, uh, can you help with the lambing? No, I've got a business to run. Josh, uh, could you help with the um, uh, could you help with the milking? No, I've got a business to run. Josh. Uh, could you pass the salt, please? No, I've got a business to run. So yes, Josh is very much uh, in the frame for most irritating character. And then Kirsty also, um, uh, I think she uh, is in the running for that at the moment because her behaviour at the public meeting on Wednesday was um, a bit pointless, really. Um, you know, I think shouting at Brian and also shouting at Welsh Philip the Builder may have made her feel better, but it wasn't really a very forensic way of extracting any useful information for either her or the rest of the village. Um, but maybe shouting that we got a, a, a reason for why she was shouting at Welsh Philip on Friday when she met him uh, in the hive. And uh, uh, do we sense romances in the air? I suspect we do. Oh, yes. Anyway, um, thank you for everyone in, to everyone um, involved in the podcast. Uh, please keep it up. And I'm wishing everybody in Dumpty Dumland a good week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Did you just pour yourself an enormous drink in the middle of that? I did. Sorry, yes. It was only sparkling water. Though. Oh, yes. Well, it sounded effervescent. I, yes. I, I like Philip Moss. <clears throat> I, do you? Yes. I do. I, he's got a nice Welsh accent, and he, I think he's a, a nice, decent, down-to-earth bloke. And uh, you're basing this on one two-minute appearance in the parish council meeting. No, we, and, we know him from before. <laughs> yes, I know, but we don't know him very well, do we? You see, for a while, I thought, "Oh, here we go," because because. Um, Shula seemed to be somewhat taken with him, but oh, she's yes. sort of taken with anybody, really. Yes, <laughs> anything with a <laughs> pulse and a penis. Move fast enough. Yeah, exactly. When she, she's sort of, um, it, that, so as soon as she finds out that Kirsty's interested in him, she'll be she'll be after him like a rat up a drainpipe, won't she? <laughs> um, I did like the Josh stuff. He's absolutely right. Oh, yeah. But can you imagine? Can, you know, can you help with the milking? No. Can you help with the carving? No. Josh, can you inherit one hundred and sixty thousand pounds when we sell the farm? Yes. All right then. Yes. Oh, okay. So what exactly did you do to earn that? Yeah. I mean, he um, was extending the rule of three somewhat there uh, in comedy terms, but good God, the list is endless of what Josh will not do to help. Uh, but I, yeah. I do have some yeah. sympathy. If you're running your own business, often it can be an 18-hour-a-day task, can't it? Yeah. Yeah, but he's living at home rent-free, isn't he? Oh, that's true. I hate him again. Yeah. and um, But I do I do think that there is a, there was a point to... Um, what they were all when he said, uh, you know, when when P P Pip said, you know, it's like nothing to see here. Yes, I'm pregnant, but we can still go ahead with this enormous building project yeah. that will completely disrupt all the milking and everything. And it's fine, just because I'm having a baby, it's fine. It, nothing changes. And then trying to persuade her 140 year old <laughs> grandmother <laughs> that she's going to, be, you know, be a full time nanny, bloody Mary Poppins, um, you know, looking after her child. It's ridiculous. She has actually got to think. How am I going to do this? 
Yeah. Um, and I do think he's got a point when he said, well, you weren't, pre-, you know, when we had this idea, you weren't pregnant. Of course it changes things. Yeah. Um, but he is still a little git. Hmm. But I mean, I, I thought my... that, I mean, th- these, these structures and these pieces of machinery do have, uh, do have a, a, a date of obsolescence, don't they? They do have an expiry date. They do have mm. a lifespan. And I think Josh said, or, or someone said for 20 years or so. So maybe, I mean, if it's mm. coming up to 20 years, then... You can't just delay uh, replacing important infrastructure just because somebody is pregnant. Yeah. But I guess in a family business, there's more juggling to be done, isn't there? And more priorities to be sorted out. This is more disruptive. Yeah. But it's just that... It's just the denial of it. When, you know, when anyone says, but you will have a baby by then. Yes, it's fine. So, you know, what's the, what's the problem? Shut up. You know, and you think, well, you do actually have to talk about this properly. Yeah. Yeah. Get the plan. You might as well mm. get the plan in place now while you yeah. can. Absolutely. I did like um, Toby, who's being the world's most obsequious man now, and just keeps popping up going, hello, sorry, it's only me. I just came to, hello, are you all all right? You look lovely, Jill. That smells nice. Oh, it's nice cake. And you think, oh, piss off, Toby. Oh, leave him <laughs> no alone. Food. Leave him we, alone. We still don't like you. Go away. I, no. I've, I've, I'm channeling I've, David here. Yes, I know. I, I thought it was so mean-spirited that Toby forgets his tablet and turns up. Oh, to and they all say, "Oh, he's still oh, not. He's, he's still, fucking you know. useless." I mean, David yeah. Cameron left his child in a frigging pub, <laughs> and he was running the bloody country. And Toby's just brewing gin at Hollowfield. <laughs> Christ! I mean, get some perspective, matey boy. <laughs> and also, Pip was kind of she just completely ignored him, didn't she? When he came in, Toby. He said, "Oh, hi. Sorry, it's me again." Yeah. And she just carried on with the meeting as if he wasn't there. Yeah, well. And sort of, you know, if anyone's hoping for some kind of um, <clears throat> uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, no, it'll take longer uh, than that. Rapprochement. I think it's you're absolutely barking up the wrong it'll tree. Take, anyway. It'll take longer than that. Oh, yes. Much longer than that. But it's coming. So you have Claire Asprey now? Claire from Clapham. Hi Dumpty Dum, it's yes. Claire from Clapham here. I want to talk about Alice this week, but I'll take a quick sideline to mention that Adam and Ian have been promising the world, the moon and the stars to Lexi for the last couple of weeks, but Adam as a, mo- a partner at Home Farm could well be bankrupt with all the um, toxic Ooh, pollution and so yes. on. Uh, that might put the kibosh on the surrogacy stuff, who knows? Anyway, back to Alice. Uh, I was pleased to hear her sound cogent and show some leadership in the family meeting on Friday. I think it's good to see her (laughs) functioning. Uh, If she's going to be a functioning alcoholic, which she appears to be, we need to see the functioning bits as well as the alcoholic bits. I was interested to see that this week, you know, Nick got her out of a couple of sticky situations. Um, My prop prediction for this is that over the next few months, various members of the village will get her out of various sticky situations, but no one will put two and two together because they'll all look like isolated incidents. Um, but something will happen which they all start to put that various incidents together and demonstrate a pattern of behaviour. I think she'll be quite good at hiding it from Chris because she's already trying to do that. Um, at which point I'm thinking maybe it would be interesting if Alistair broaches the subject with her because he's a member of a 12-step organisation. Uh, I say that's not what's going to happen at all, but that's my current plot prediction for how that storyline might develop. Anyway, I look forward to seeing people at the Archers Academic Conference in a couple of weeks. I'm nearly ready and um, <laughs> I was sort of avoiding my homework last time, as Lucy rightly predicted. But I'm pretty much sorted now. I'm really looking forward to it, and um, I hope to see people there. Please come and say hello. Cheers. Bye. 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 Nearly finished. I like that. I'm nearly ready. Which means so I've my switched sources. my laptop I'm on. nearly ready. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm nearely ready. I've just got to get dressed. What? <laughs> no, I'm not ready at all, are you? <sighs> Oh, you see, I'm still the person who says I'm nearly ready. I've got to get dressed, and but you're the person that people say that to. <laughs> I imagine. Um, I well, think Alice is going yes. to lose her job. Yes. Well, I've just written down 
uh well actually i'd written down something about her first comic i've just put lexi kibosh which makes it look like kibosh is lexi's surname surname which it could well be lexi kibosh um (laughs) yes i think alice will lose her job and i also think that this will be dealt with in the customary way of all long you know we either have the robin helen storyline which felt like it went on over the course of several lifetimes yes or you have the Ed Grundy crack addiction where I think Alice's alcohol problem will be identified, uh, identified, discussed and fixed within the space of one omnibus. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what will happen. Um, And we'll have a lot of, she'll have a heart to heart with somebody and they'll say, and she'll say, Oh yes, you've made me see. I never, I never, but alcoholics aren't people like me and then we'll have a lot of kind of um uh sub national health service alcohol advice warnings blah 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 and then she'll give it up completely that's what will happen i think <laughs> and i don't th- but the thing is they're not adam and ian are they're putting lexi up in that cottage aren't they yes and that's not costing them anything well, it's costing them... It's a holiday cottage, so it's costing them income. Yeah, but it's not theirs because they had to ask permission from Brian and Jennifer to use it. Oh, I see it. what you mean. I, I meant it's costing the Aldridges. Aldridges, yeah. Um, I, don't think, I don't think this fine is going to be that punitive, is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's funny, you sort of... You, well, it's like you said last week, you kind of go through the looking glass, don't you, when you're talking about Archer's money. Mm. You don't really know whether... The fine could be £2.75 and we'll <laughs> never know. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think they'll fiddle with that storyline. Once we've got, once we've got, once we've gone down that route, I think they've got to keep going. I mean, Adam and Ian can't go, oh, sorry, you know the baby that you're carting around? We can't afford it anymore. We kept the receipt though, sorry. No, well, you, you, we you, can't, you, you can't not have a baby just because you can't afford it because very few of us would no. be here now. Mm. I guess. I mean, you've got to pay for it, but once she's pregnant, the, yeah, and, and they can't afford to keep her in the in the style to which she's become accustomed, then well, they're not going to be able to pull yeah. the plug. Are and they? anyway, Ian's got a, Ian's got a job, uh, and Adam can get a job even if it's not on, you know, even if it's not on Home Farm. Yeah, well, Home Farm hasn't gone bankrupt yet, and no, and it's not going to because, oh, and it'll take a lot longer than. Than um than nine months anyway. Yeah, yeah. To go bankrupt. Okay. Fair it's enough. only addiction problems that get solved in a week. Yeah, exactly. Right, KJ now. All right, here's KJ. Hi, Lucy Royfield and Robert plus all WDMs around the world. KJ here, also known as Eggstones on the Twitters. It's been quite a while since I called in last, but here we go again. I'm calling in with two predictions. The first one relates to the Grim Reaper and his coming visit to Ambridge. Ooh. I think it's coming for someone, and it's neither Peggy or Joe, but I think it's Neil. His death would cause a fantastic no! rift between the Carters and the Archers. The second one relates to the squashing of Matt. I think it was the drunken Alice that did it, going coming home from some Christmas party or even the hunt board can't actually remember whether she was at that. Sadly, I can't claim that prediction as mine. I stole it of a colleague at work. Keep up the good work. KJ out. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was short and sweet and throwing a cat among the pigeons again. Oh, God. Can we not? Neil is not dying. He's had a heavy no, cold. Now, I, I know man flu it. is very serious. I've had it myself. Um, but he's not got. Although... <laughs> Mm. No, because there stop are it. some. No, oh, right. I'm just going to web MD. Um, I've just got to remove. No, just got to remove infected dog penises from my uh, search history. <laughs> <laughs> and you better remove it from yours, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> um, if you go onto web MD, it'll just tell you to go straight to A and E because it always does. Yeah. Whatever you've got, yeah. you could ring up and say, "I cut my mouse won't work," and it will say, "Go to A and E." 
I th- it, yeah, no, we're not having that. I'm not even entertaining it. No, nope. stop it. No, nope. Neil is nope. fine. I want you to go away and think about what you've just said because it's it's upset a yes, lot of people. You and Auntie Jean. Yes, both of you should be of you. ashamed of yourself. Stop it. Yes. Now, if you said Susan's going to die, you would. <laughs> We'd have had a party. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't. She's a friend of the show. Now, oh, yes, drunken no, Alice. Is, yeah. Um, did drunken Alice? flatten matten well i mean if you do that you you have you have a reaction and there's there's, there's no reaction no denial no covering no. up no guilty no maybe she can't remember though what you so you she but she she stopped got out of the car and then sped oh, that's off that's true yeah 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 but then got home yeah. went to sleep and forgot about the whole thing yeah <laughs> that means i could be guilty <laughs> Of almost every hit and run. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, when you're like you're going around the supermarket the next day and you suddenly think, "Oh no!" When it suddenly runs through your head of, "Oh God, I told that story," or "I why what?" I see you suddenly have a memory of yourself acting something out and thinking, "What the hell was I doing?" And then you think, "I'm sure I stopped the car last night." I remember the car. Oh my God! <laughs> I'd just like to say that I do not... I backed over a tycoon! I do not mm. drink and drive. And Dumpty no. Dum does not approve no. of drinking and driving. No. Even fictional no. drinking and driving. No. <laughs> we don't approve of speeding That's in ridiculous. Scotland either. No. Uh, or haggises. No. Oh, well, I approve or... of haggises. What else don't or, we approve of? Or, or, or getting a Bulgarian fruit picker up the clangor and then refusing to pay her. No, we don't approve of that no. either. And people having cancer, we don't like that either. No, cancer is... Let's be clear. Well, it's shit, isn't it? That's a it? big no-no for us, isn't it? It's a big yeah. no-no. Mm-mm. Definitely. Um, can we have uh, Jane Yeah, now? let's have Jane. Please, thank Hi you. Hi there, it's Jane here Hello. again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Background noise from the dog. Down, uh, And the postman. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've had another epiphany. I do Ooh. feel a bit sheepish. That's a pun. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for pointing that. I was a little bit ungracious with Lucy last time I rang in and was crowing a bit, but I think I had had a very, very small <laughs> glass of wine when I recorded that, so apologies. <laughs> anyway, I've had another epiphany. These come to me in the middle of the night when I'm listening to the um, Archers on uh, catch-up quite often. I think that... Now, let me get this right. Josh <laughs> is going to be very lackadaisical in helping with the lambing while um, uh, David and Ruth aren't around. He's going to have to call on um, Pip for help and she's going to get some oh. horrible disease from coming into contact yes, with the sheep. With, yes. Toby's going to be mm. the most solicitous and the best possible partner he can be during a difficult period and he's going to win David over. Uh, and Davey's going to accept him into the bosom of the family. The reason I think that's going to happen is because they keep going on about this lambing book and trying to put pressure on Josh to help. And nobody, unless I've missed it, has mentioned the dangers for pregnant women around sheep that are giving birth and lambs and all that. All seems a bit strange that that wouldn't have been mentioned quite a lot, having a pregnant woman on a farm during lambing time. Maybe they have mentioned it, but anyway, I've got a feeling that's what's going to happen. And I promise not to crow if I'm right. Um, we don't believe right, you. You'll never hear from me again. Right, bye. <laughs> you little liar, Tommy. <laughs> Jane, I completely agree with you. So if you do crow, I shall crow with you because you are right. I was wondering about that because I can't remember what the disease is, but it's you. There is a lot of warnings about it. If you if you even go to a um, a far a, like a you know a, a petting farm thing. Um, with your children it says if you are if you are or might be pregnant you must wash your hands you must not go near the sheep you must not blah, 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 blah. so whatever it is it's dead nasty so um yes there's uh and they don't seem to have made any provision for getting outside i mean they normally get ed in for the milking don't for the lambing don't they yes yeah i'm just looking up i'm just looking um, up the defra pregnant women's website at the moment to find out what pip could catch from the rear end of a U. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I think Toby being a great partner to 
Pip, I think, yes, that will happen. He'll try. But I still don't think David will forgive him enough. I think I, because David doesn't relate to anybody, to, to, to other men on those terms. Um, yeah. So here we are. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a nice, oh, yes. Pregnant animals or those that have recently given birth may carry germs that can harm pregnant women, such as chlamydiosis, listeriosis, Q fever, spelt Q, all new word fever. That sounds horrible. And toxoplasmosis. Mm. That's it. Toxoplasmosis. That's the one that can make you... Is that the one that blind? You, makes you go blind? Is it the one that makes you go blind mm. or the one that makes you brave? That makes rats and mice uh, <laughs> try to be friendly with cats. Is that the one? Makes you take risks. No. What are you laughing at? <laughs> it's true. What are you talking about, you lunatic? <laughs> oh. It makes rats and mice brave. Yes. That was a film. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a Disney film. It was Mickey Mouse. Do you remember? You. Did he have a little waistcoat on? Someone is going to be eating humble mm. pie very soon. <laughs> it, it might be me. <laughs> Served to me by a brave mouse. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh. Two words, Lucy. The first one begins with yes. F and the second one ends in F. <laughs> Fast. Um, uh, we have two email us. Rose Callock said, "When I sing the Archer's theme tune, my five-month-old son stops fussing, especially if I bounce my leg in time. He will even make a sad-sounding noise when it's finished. I don't think I will ever be able to sing the tune again without laughing. He loves it and hilariously stares at me and nods when I start. Otherwise, he doesn't move a muscle or utter a sound. This is clearly, this is definitely our youngest Dumpty Dummer. And for him to respond so profoundly to our favourite tune means that he must get some sort of uh, award, yes. I think. A Dumpty Diddler yes. special bouncy award. Thing. Yeah. Yes. And... Thea Cockrell, you know, you know, last week everybody was singing. Oh, what were we singing? We were singing something. Oh, yes. To the tune of something else. Oh, for God's sake, I can't remember what it was. Dead um, fish in the am, you can... dead fish oh, in yeah. the am, dead fish in the am. No, now we've got, how about dead fish in the am to the tune of Knees Up Mother oh, yes, Brown. That. <laughs> Which also... Dead fish in the am, <laughs> dead fish in the am. Dead fish in the am. <laughs> Floating bobbin, sinking too. <laughs> Something here smells like poo. Dead fish in the yam. Dead fi- I'm making that up as I'm going along. It's, it, you can't tell, can you? You're ve- yes, it's very good. No. <sighs> right. Toxoplasmosis in mice types it into Google. Right. Um. Stop looking at obscure animal diseases. Shall we take... To back up your spurious theories. Shall we take yes. a, an infomercial break? Yes. Go on then. I'll press the button. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Front National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. And from the website of the scientific journal Nature.com, mice infected with toxoplasmosis lose their instinctive fear of the smell of cats and the parasite effects may be permanent, which means that they then get eaten by a cat and then they spread the toxoplasmosis to a cat, which then goes into its shit, which then is caught by a mouse and then it... Anyway... Are you saying that Pip is no longer going to be frightened of Hilda Rodden? <laughs> oh, yes. That's a very, very good <laughs> twist, isn't it? That's, that's what you call a you know four-week callback. To... <laughs> I have to say yeah. that of all the plot predictions that we've heard today, ours were the shittest. <laughs> Everyone else's were really good. Ours are just absolute arrant nonsense. Well, they sit around thinking about it, whereas we just spew it out, don't we? Anyway, there's probably some more plot predictions in this week's social media roundup, which this week comes from Millie Bell. Good day, everyone. Well, busy, busy, busy we have been with Dumpty Dum. Uh, Dumpty Dum, our forum. There's been some discussions about swimming in the M, of course, and Alice the Middle Class Drinker, but also one started by Mike Hatton about right you are. Uh, apparently, we've had several already this month, and it got me thinking it'd be really good if there's someone out there who just likes tallying things, could you please tally for us every month how many right you are's there are and how many hello you twos and maybe stick that up on the Facebook page or the forum, please, just for a bit of fun. So if you want to put your hand up for that, I'd like to hear from you. And on our Facebook page, so much to talk about. We talked about that in one episode, Toby and Rex were not in agreement Adam and Brian were not in agreement and Will and Ed were in vehement disagreement and David plods along muttering about families needing to stick together just in case we'd forgotten. Andrew Horn reminded <laughs> us it was about time the Grundy boys started fighting again. It's got to be a year or so since the last spat. Ah, fair enough. Actually, I think you're right, so maybe that did need to happen. Um, just while I think of it, really encourage people to also put up posts and we've had a few posts this week from people uh, Tom Williams who asked if he's the only person who quite likes the idea of Brian going to jail um, I must, I'm must. i not sure if I want him to go to jail I do want him to have to acknowledge what he's done <laughs> however as was discussed on the podcast last week very unlikely that anybody's going to be going to jail unless we've suddenly become EastEnders because we've had too many there um, Penelope Matheson very kindly pointed out that the main site seemed to, to have been hacked at one stage, but I think we got that fixed. And uh, we also had a discussion uh, about the fact that um, in last night's episode, Emma made a remark about David Archer being related to Brian and um, how were they related. That was from uh, Curran Cunningham and Witherspoon reminded us that, well, they're first cousins by marriage and his, he said in his extended family, all spouses of blood cousins become cousins as well. We're a welcoming bunch. Uh, oh, not sure that I'm quite... I, I quite enjoy the differentiation because, you know, families can be a bit trying, but if you've married him, well, it's just not your fault, is it? OK. Uh, we also <laughs> discussed um, who was more obnoxious the other day, rude Emma or condescending Will. Um, but we agreed in the end that we'd probably call it a tie. Uh, Marion Barton said, why is Emma treated as annoying and obnoxious simply for taking her position seriously and trying her best to get answers in the face of Brian's condescension and obfuscation? Yes, she could have made an appointment, but I doubt she would have got anywhere. Will was incredibly rude and bullied her just to save his own skin, which was actually in no way at risk from her questions anyway, but I wonder if he feels as his ex-woman, her behaviour reflects poorly on him. 
have to say it all feels mm. a bit sexist and patronising to me and Ed was right to call him on it though equally Emma could have done that herself had she been so inclined absolutely agree did not understand what Will's point was at all and I was a little bit sad that Emma capitulated um, it would have been good to see her stand up to that nonsense um, we also talked about the fact that in one episode Brian sounded shifty and Alice sounded drunk and we just wondered if that was just another day at home farm <laughs> and Josephine Stucker said they are setting up the most predictable storyline with Alice oh look she's a big drinker oh look there's a pervy guy at work Oh, look, something bad is going to happen and nobody will believe her as they will say she was drunk at the time. Wow. Okay, oh, I forgot prediction yes. there. Um, we also discussed um, how wonderful the interview with Royfield and Lexi, um, played by Anya, was. So if you are not, um, on, if you are not donating to us through Patreon, I really recommend you do because these extras that Royfield started putting in are fantastic, really high standard and you know really pad out what we're listening to. Um, also talked about um, Jill and the fact that it looks like it's not just the dairy cows being put out to pasture, they seem to want to put her out too. Um, Joanne Smith said they're not trying to put her out to pasture, they're just looking out for their own interests. If Jill spends all her time watching Pip's baby, the rest of the family would starve to death and the house would become a tip too. <laughs> but Denise Tomlinson said something very interesting. She said, for once I agree with the dopies. Looking after tiny grandchildren is exhausting and I'm about 25 years younger than Jill. That's very, very interesting. So thanks for that, Denise or Dusty. Um, we also discussed uh, Nick's actions to protect Alice uh, from her over-drinking. Someone said, uh, now I do love Nick. Oh, it was Karen Cunningham again. That's right. Um, I do love Nick, but working in a pub does actually involve selling alcohol to people. With her conscience, she'd probably be better suited to a social worker role. Um, I found that scene very interesting because in Victoria, in Australia, we have responsible serving of alcohol rules, and, which, and I've done that training. And when we don't, we're not obliged to sell to anyone that we think is um, over the limit and maybe going to perhaps not make good decisions about how they get home. So, yeah, I found that one just really interesting i didn't agree with her pretending to give her alcohol though because that is dishonest um and lucky last we talked about kirsty getting a bit heated at the community meeting and whether people were surprised by how publicly antagonistic she was um because uh, she's normally less confrontational uh helen say said i thought both she and emma were incredibly rude constantly interrupting with snide and unsubstantiated remarks if Emma wants to be a public servant, then she needs to behave like a grown-up instead of a spoiled child. Well, I actually thought that was, um, yeah, really good advice. Now, lastly, someone uh, asked whether uh, we could help them because when they like something on Dumpty Dum, it came up in their husband's Facebook feed and he was taking the mick out of her um, because um, she wasn't really sort of going into too much detail about the fact that she liked the archers with him. And the general uh, concession was that uh, she may need to uh, just... Force him or to set up a phony account. I quite like the idea that if he can't cope with her being an Archer's fan and wants to take the Mickey, um, yeah, he can just go find someone else. Um, and that's about it for us for this week. Uh, you can tell because this is pretty long. We've had a pretty good week on both Facebook and the forum. Uh, so, really want you to come join us. Uh, Witherspoon's there, I'm there, and from time to time, Yokel Bear will still be there. So, please come join us. And until next week, hooroo! Thanks, Millie Bell. I like uh, the background noise that sometimes comes from um, from Millie Bell's recording. She, she, I don't know. It sounds like she's got the window open. And can you hear in the background? There's street noises or and birds in the background. I'm just imagining that it's a, it's a beautiful Antipodean afternoon. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Aren't you, what are you listening on? <laughs> Okay, well, but the normal thing. The normal thing. It's your imagination. You're filling in the gaps. Yes, well, there's an awful lot of gaps. Mm. That's, that's alcoholic blackout for you. Now, Lucy, <laughs> would you like to hit us with the tweet mm -hmm. of the week? I would. We have... Who do we have? We have Dietrich Song, Jill Masters email... Next WI lecture is Joe Grundy on Apple Pay. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Jane Howard. 
The much signposted drunk Alice storyline staggers on, singing loudly and telling everyone it loves them. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Graham said Alice looked upset. Upset as a newt. And Denise Tomlinson said, well done, Kent, and we can now all enjoy a bit of a family row. <laughs> um, and tweet of the week is Dawn Oliver, who said, when I type in Will Grundy, autocorrect comes up with fucking knob jockey. <laughs> Oh dear. Mm. <laughs> oh dear. I certainly hope my employers don't listen to this podcast. She said that, not me. You were the one talking about drunk driving. But I, we don't approve of it, and no one does it. No, yes, I know. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, oh, if you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via Patreon. And remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. You can find Royfield and Lucy et al. at Dumpty Dum on Twitter. That's at Dumpty Dum. Lucy is at Lucy V. Freeman and I can be found at Naked Fingers. And that is your lot. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market